Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. It's goodbye, Australia, and hello, All-Star 6. This is Alec Mappa, your host today. I'm an actor, comedian. I live in Hollywood. Today, we're without Priyanka. She's missing. She's been missing for 48 hours. We called her in Toronto. I've been texting her, and we've alerted the authorities, and I filed a missing persons report. <laughs> Just kidding. Priyanka can't be here today because she's gigging. Oh my God. She has gigs up the wazoo. She's working so hard, but we're so lucky today because we have, spoiler alert, in five, four, three, two, one, the first eliminated queen, fabulous queen from All Stars 6, we have the fabulous Serena Chacha. Was that a title? First eliminated queen? Where's my badge? I'm waiting for my crown and a sash. That's a- <laughs> well, listen, you might not be the first eliminated queen because we saw towards the end of your episode, which we'll talk about in a minute, that <laughs> there's a game within a game. Absolutely. It seems like you're going to have a chance to come back. Uh, there's a game within a game. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, it's great to see you again. You see, you're Thank you're you. you're more grown up now than you were when you were on the first uh, uh, um, uh, run. Was that over eight years ago? Yeah, it was eight years ago. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think we've we've not just grown but matured into into just life, you know. And then and then to bring yeah. that back uh, and put all those efforts together to bring Serena Tatcha back was definitely the the ultimate settlement for the glow up that everybody has been talking about for a while uh but now i can actually say that and see it i see it some people have been creating these tiktoks where like it shows what it was like eight years ago versus now and it's just mind-blowing because i hadn't put a and b together you know like when it's you and someone else has to do that for you like this is what it was and this is now did you know the difference Wow, that's very, very interesting because like for you, Serena Cha-Cha-Cha, watching back this time, was was anything apparent to you? Any big changes? What were the big changes you noticed about yourself? I mean, just I think the force uh, um, to be reckoned with that I've become and all the resources I was able to put together to bring a fierce competitor. I mean, unfortunately, uh, you know, there's only so much we were able to see and that's just not because I wish it would have been different. You know, it is what it mm-hmm. is, period. And now I have the most amazing drag closet anyone can wish for to just freaking, uh, you know, blow up social media for the rest of the year while this whole show airs. Because we really have an entire year to reign. I call it the reigning year, right? Until the That's next right. cast of the next fierce girls come out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's sweet. I know it's filmed so far in advance and it seems, you know, you said you mentioned earlier your glow up. That seems to be a consistent kind of um, theme for this year's show. I mean, in in terms of the glow up, um, uh, Kylie Sonique talks about her glow up as a trans woman. Uh, Jiggly Caliente talks about her glow up. Now, let's talk about your glow up for a second. Your entrance look was pretty terrific. Walk us through that. It was almost like you were um, a flamenco dancer. Yeah, so I'm going to say that was probably the birth of, let's say Selena was down the block in Spain, walking around the neighborhood, dancing flamenco, but then her Texas Mexican doll self came into it. Um, 
you know, I really wanted to encompass and pay homage to our Spanish history. And I think if I can let yes. it out there, you know, I, I'm one queen to not pay attention to a lot of the negativity from the fandom because I just don't get paid to respond to that. But, um, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's really sad how people took it as in like cultural appropriation when it is completely understood that the Spanish conquered the Americas. Therefore, our heritage as Latino Americans comes directly from Spain. So I feel completely, completely entitled to the Spanish culture. And it's just a Good. more sophisticated version of what was happening uh, back then when the Spanish came in. Right. So that was my way mm -hmm. of just saying, hey, listen, we do have a little bit of Spain in us. And the sophistication that the flamenco and, 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 the, and the matador brings into into just the aesthetics and beauty is definitely drag worthy. So. That's what I wanted to put together, and I loved it. Uh, my drag mother made the, the, the outfit, um, and then I, I worked on the embellishments myself. So there is a lot of history there, uh, and we're just really proud because I, I look at all 13 looks, and I'm going to say my look was in the top three best looks walking in, and that's what I wanted. It was really beautiful, and you don't Thank need you. to Spanish explain to me because I'm Filipino, and we were okay. a colony for 400 years. Yeah. So, so much of our language and our our fashions are. Um, I get Filipino all the time, Spain. by the way. Anywhere I go they, on the oh. West Coast, yeah, they think I'm Filipino. It's a compliment. It's because you're gorgeous. It's because Thank you're absolutely you. gorgeous. Now, it's it's like looking into a mirror. You're absolutely stunning. Thank you so much. Were there any big surprises for you when you came back into the workroom? Was there anybody you were like, holy cow? No, I mean, honestly, I, I believe every rural girl is entitled to a chance back. Um, I wasn't so mm -hmm. uh, surprised about to who was there, but about what they were. Uh, but those are opinions I reserve to myself because I'm super critical. So, you know, comparing is not really uh, something I, I am entitled to because everyone has a different drag aesthetic. But there were some looks mm -hmm. that I was beyond impressed by. And if that I can I can shout that out. I love Scarlett's look. I mean, it was like the epitome of what I would think. It was like a modern Vivian Leigh with the gun, with the mm -hmm. wind, the proportions, and the oversized hat. I mean, it was just exquisite. Mm -hmm. And then Eureka O'Hara's um, look that was, uh, it was definitely a camouflage print on this Marie Antoinette new construction. And it was just mm -hmm. so amazing that she brought also her own culture in, in her own roots into, into that look. So I, I loved it. I, those were some looks that I was blown away by. I think that was a, a look she wore for um, the HBO series that she's on with Bob the Drag Queen and Shangela called We're Here, where they take drag queens and they they, uh, they yeah. introduce drag oh, shows right. into rural communities. And there was that Louisiana episode, remember? It opened at, at Bob the Drag Queen, had that huge duck on his head. And yeah. Shangela uh, was, yeah, that was absolutely right. wonderful. Um, who did you, did you... You know, it is funny. You said it's it's hard to compare drag styles because everybody is so different and, and brings a certain aesthetic to it. And yeah. uh, it, so in that way, the game almost becomes really hard to play because who, who do you end up competing against? I mean, what's your mindset when you go into the uh, workroom and you're, you're, you're playing again? That That's what's bittersweet because, you know, you want to think that when they're eliminating or the girls are even considering a vote that they're going to really uh, consider all angles. And it seems like the performance aspect is always going to be stronger than what you bring to the table as far as aesthetics, which is completely mm -hmm. fair. But if this is an all-star platform, you know, everybody should be held accountable to at least one similar standard. You have to look 
like all stars. And if you simply don't, mm -hmm. you don't. And it's nothing against, it doesn't mean you have to spend thousands of dollars in an outfit. There are clever ways. And I have many amazing designer friends whom I've learned a lot from in really, really cost-effective ways. You can look like a million dollars, but it's more the thought process and the effort that you put in that I think we should all be held accountable to. And unfortunately, we're not. Well, let's talk about that for a second, because that we've talked about this a lot in the podcast, about what it takes to uh, come up with all of the right looks for RuPaul's Drag Race, especially at yeah. this point. I mean, this is an All-Stars 1. It's All-Stars 6. So what kind of standard do you hold yourself to? In you said you have to look like an All-Star coming in. What does that mean for every single look that you bring? Well, I think I think it's just the, the epitome of... of of your best your best aesthetic, your best essence, who you are as a drag queen. If you are the girl to walk around with a dress that's completely splattered in paint, right? We're gonna buy 700 gallons of paint and make a gown. You know, like we're gonna think in mm -hmm. ways that's always going to be a statement. You make a statement with every step that you take, with every look that you put together. Um, and I think that's just, overall, it doesn't mean that you buy the most expensive outfit with the most rhinestones. It just means you make the mm -hmm. most. Uh, the the smartest move that'll really take your own aesthetic and, 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 and your own, because it's not a competition against each other when it comes to that. I think it's outdoing ourselves. And if you can take that next level uh, within yourself, I think that's what really makes an all-star. And that's, that's everything I really want to do as Serena. It's like, now we're bringing her back. And it's like, I want to outdo myself every time. Oh, remember when I wore that dress? I want it bigger this time. Mm. Or maybe I want it simpler. Maybe I'm going in shorts. Right. So, yeah. It's not, you know, it's, it's, I talked to Michelle Visage recently or uh, Michelle and one of the producers for the show, um, Mish, who, who's been working on the show. She's been a producer. Forever, we love Mish. And I yeah. Said, she's amazing. Mish is the best. She's the, she's the brains behind all of this. She's a wonderful producer. And I said, um, cause we were talking about Got Mick and how Got Mick brought designer look after designer look. And they said, but you have to remember also that Evie oddly won and she had made everything on her own. Crystal Method got into the top of her season and she had also made everything on her own. So it's really, it's, it's really subjective. You're right. It's about, you know, who brings their creativity. Now on the very first episode, the library was open. Okay. <laughs> and uh, who were your favorite reads? My gosh, you know, I'm really, I'm really proud of myself because you know, I, it's really hard for me to be that shady queen, like to craft a joke for people. But I had yeah. done some studying, so I, I'm really proud of myself. But for me, <laughs> for me, I, I thought Jiggly was shady as hell, and it really shook. Almost every joke that she put out really shook me. So you know, Ginger won, but. Um, that's what Ginger is known for. So yeah, yeah. One of my favorite reads that was ever done on Ginger was uh, Katya, when Katya said, uh, "Ginger Midge, the the undisputed star of um, I didn't know I was pregnant season six. Oh my God, I know some of those reads are brutal. But for me, Jiggly came in, honey. She was, ooh, that was like opening a real Pandora's box, honey. Like. Evil unleashed. So she was she was loaded for bear. Yeah, and I mean I think it's such a good icebreaker into the his into the just the story and history of what uh RuPaul's drag race is because that's in the fulcrum of drag is making fun of each other and like reading each other, tearing each other to pieces, but making a joke about it. And I think that is a perfect icebreaker. But we do know that there's a certain truth to every joke. So I'm like, Whoa, right. I know it's a joke, but she thought about it. <laughs> 
it's it's also a good showcase, like you said, to show that you don't take yourself too seriously. I think that right. makes everybody more lovable. Here's here's what I love about All Stars. Um, it's usually the variety show is the very first um, uh, competition. Maxi Challenge mm-hmm. is the variety show. And I remember years ago, I was talking with Ross Matthews about like, he said that the variety show was a great idea because sometimes you get through an entire season of Drag Race and you don't know what the drag queen does. Like we see you guys live and in person and in the clubs, but sometimes you don't ever get to see that in a season of Drag Race, what people actually do. Would right. you agree? And I think it's a, yeah, I think it's a very um, valid component to get the performance aspect out of the way. But again, uh, I'm a trained dancer and I get sent home. So it's like, whoa. You were a trained dancer. I yeah, mean, that was so. very easy to see. Um, what were the highlights for you that week? Did you have any particular favorites in terms of performance? Of course, I give Jan number one. For me, and I mean, I, I love that Yara one because it was in the cards for me to have the Puerto Rican vote. But for me, mm-hmm. I knew instantly what the top three talents were. And I knew I wasn't on there, but I... Did not see myself going home either. So, I mean, and it's all in what, it's all on what it's going to happen. You cannot change faith. You know, I rehearsed and the producers were like, it was flawless. It was perfect. So you go by that, right? But it's not until, you know, it, it is a competition. So they're not the ones judging. Then you have your judging, your judging panel. So it's just what fate had it for, you know? And, and also, was it just me or were all of the talent segments really short? They were like a minute. Were they a minute when you filmed them? Yeah, they're about a minute and give or take a few more seconds, like a minute and 30 seconds. But I do agree. And I think that's that's everyone's response. And I think it's when you have 13 girls have to execute a talent. And, you know, there's the editing component. And I think that now as a business person, I completely understand what that is and what that can do. But all I know is both yeah. my takes were executed flawlessly. Now, th- you know, there were a couple of things that maybe I would have changed that I would have had more showcased, you know, but then again, it's a competition. So mm. you did get that cha-cha in though. Yeah, I did. Let's talk about that. Look for a second. You had a pink wig and you had like this, you had this like glitter bodice. It was really, really pretty. The the story, yeah, and, I, and I'll I'll tell you how where the where the outfit um, kind of plays into this. Please. Do. So the story was was about the wig stress, right? Being uh, uh, the wig maker uh, and just uh, as stunning as she could be in her essence, working on wigs. But then you know these wigs start getting a little bit messy, and then she gets tired and she wants to dance because that's really her true uh, quest is to become that drag superstar, right? So that's what I was hoping right. to to relay out there, and I. I'm, I'm proud of myself. And that outfit was, you know, I always have a thing at DragCon. I always have to wear like a robe to transport myself. And then inside, you're going to have like the banging outfit to to captivate the audience. So that's where that came from. And that took at least, I think, three of us worked on that outfit. Um, it took three people just to put that outfit together. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, and that's the beauty of this. Yeah, the best takeaway is how some people in your life and and, and the people that are meant to help you in, in, in a journey like all stars when we come together that's the best memory i'm going to have out of all this like me my drag mother and the friends that came over to help me stone and beat that outfit that i still have and it is for sale yes <laughs> uh-huh. well that's you know it's so interesting that you bring that up that your your drag family and it just seems like all the drag queens 
are uh, come from a community, come from a family of people who are rooting for you and, and help you put together looks. And there have been seasons where um, there, there were queens who did not belong to a family or, or didn't know a lot of people coming into the competition. And that always seemed a little lonely to me. No, no, that used to be me in the past, you know, until you find your group of people and, and friends that really are, are in it with you and, and give you the best advice that you can, that you can receive. Now it's up to you if you go with it or not, you know, but I think also is no one can really tell you at the end of the day what you're going to do. Cause it's our head on the, on the chop at the end, but to have their, their backup and their support, it is amazing. Absolutely. Well, you're a, you're an extremely resilient queen and you, you carried yourself Thank with you. a lot of dignity throughout the entire episode, which is Thank uh, you. not always easy to do. Now, um, my, <laughs> favorite, my favorite, no, it's not my favorite, just because I was laughing so hard because it was so stupid was Yara Sophia coming out and just bouncing her boobs for like an entire minute. Like that my was God. the entire but listen, thing. That's my sister. And I told her. You need to prepare to lip sync. As soon as I saw RuPaul's reaction, like we follow Ru, we know him. We know that's the master brain behind all of this. When you make our mother gag and cackle is what we say in Miami. Cackle is like hysterically laugh, right? Like RuPaul could not stop laughing. (laughs) And at that moment, I think Yara had already turned around and, you know, she was in her own thoughts and I know she didn't hear his reaction. So I said, Yada, you need to prepare to lip sync and said and done. Boom. There she was in the top room. <laughs> and let alone know that it was me looking out for her when at the end I ended up having her vote. So it's just so, it's so awesome to be able to be a part of that story because it's just freaking cool. Uh, it was so funny. And she's a genius. She's a genius. Well, Serena Chacha and I have lots more to talk about and we will talk about more about Drag Race All-Star 6 right after these commercial messages. Trinity came on the show for the talent show and she did one of the hardest things ever, stand-up. And um, I'm a stand-up comic and I remember when I was starting out, um, the at the open mics, they would give you one minute and you have one minute either to win or lose. I mean, it's it's one minute is a long time up there when things are not going well. Mm-hmm. Well. <laughs> she stumbled over her words and she didn't seem to be able to recover from that. And you know what? I'm going to have to be flat out honest. And I... A lot of the feedback. I love my sisters, and especially after this past week we spent together, I love them dearly. But it is known a lot of them were surprised to see me uh, back in. Mm. But I've got to be—I got to give my most honest opinion. How do you not prepare stand up? Period. You've got to practice and rehearse. I know, but it's—it's—it's it's, it's like you—you can—you've had. I'm sure. I don't. I don't know uh, your journey, but I've had auditions that I've prepared for night and day, and I came in and absolutely shit the bed. It's like what happens in the moment. And uh, I think that when she messed up, she should have acknowledged it right away, but she wasn't able to recover from that. Well, that's what makes uh, a true comedian versus somebody who can be funny on stage. Like, are you you completely ferocious at mm. improv? Can you catch yourself up in your own mistake? But it wasn't. It was an awkward moment, but I went home to that. So it's like, I don't know what else to say. Yara versus Coco Montrese. Oh, my God. Coco is one of my mothers. She has been one of my mm. biggest supporters ever since season five. Supported me, have gotten me gigs. It really has been there for me. But let me tell you something. I'm not selfish. And I know that my mother, Coco, would have done whatever it was to keep me in the competition. But it's a game. And that's the beautiful story that 
that I take away with is the fact that there was Yara. Yara already won the week. So, mm. yes, I wanted to win because I know that was the saving vote for me that I would have won. You would have won. Yeah, if Yara, mm-hmm. if Yara won, I would have stayed. You would have stayed. Have you talked to Yara about that? Of course. I knew my name was in her lips. My uh, Trinity's name was in my lipstick, so she would have saved me. <sighs> what are you eating? I'm having peanuts because I'm hungry, honey. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, so the twist came, and we know that you can't reveal anything yet. Okay. But when you were packing your bags and heard Rue, what was your action about this game inside a game? I knew Rue knew better than to send me home right away. Like, as fast as that elimination came, because it feels like it's fast. It feels like you blink your eyes and the past month oh, golly. is completely mm. gone. But then to hear those words again after you've cried, it's a pretty sweet joke, right? Mm-hmm. But then it's like, what is this? What's happening? How serious is this? What is going on? <laughs> but it makes for the best television out there. And that's what RuPaul's Drag Race is. It is the best yeah. reality TV out there in the gay world, the LGBTQ community. We are the Oscars. Mm. It is. It is the All-Stars. It's the Olympics of drag. Now, do you feel like how... Tell us a little bit about, because we have a little more time to talk about you. And it, it's so great to get to know the queens, you know, post-show experience. Um, <laughs> what was the reaction to you? Did you, did, okay, I always ask everybody this. When did you know that every, the whole world had seen it the very first time you were on the show? I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty sick because you feel like you have a chance again at this stardom that we quest so uh, ferociously, right? Like the superstar is back. I, I'm, I'm. I'm famous. People know me. Um, but again, that doesn't pay the bills. So we still got to work. And yeah, I like to go mm. out there and then experience that little bit, taste of fame a little bit. But I'm dedicated solely to work. So it, it's it's pretty sweet to juggle both. But the reactions have been incredible. And I'm really pleased to be there. And I know that the moment somebody takes the time when you're out in public to compliment you and come at you in such a positive way, it's it's why I deserve to be here. You know, And no matter what, Mm-hmm. No one can take this from me. I am RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars forever and ever. That's right. You are Drag Race royalty now and forever. Now, you mentioned earlier that you're a Miami queen. Is that your primary residence? Mm-hmm. Yeah, South Florida, yeah. What can you tell us about the Miami drag scene? Is there anything unique to the Miami drag scene? Oh, my God, honey. Y'all have to check out these shows. These queens are like Cirque du Soleil, honey. Slaying these mm. brunches, honey, doing these tricks stunts and oh my god you've got to stop by miami and check out a drag show it is amazing i i'm very dedicated to my quest to becoming the martha stewart of drag so i'm mostly always at the studio slaying wigs and and doing everything i have to do virtually for serena but i think we'll be at the stage soon again um but there's there's some fierce performers out there oh yeah every once in a while people will post on instagram some queen slaying at a brunch in south beach and it seems like the entire sidewalk is the stage. Is that is? Do you perform at that place as well? And where my is that God, place? my good girlfriend Elisha Ali, the witch is Jesus. That's the 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 they they mentioned her the the queen of the bus. That's the one that mm. straddled onto the second uh, from the second story of the bus onto the sidewalk. Yes, on, and onto the yes. street, on, with the split. You've got to watch her. Everybody should follow her on um. On Instagram, because Alicia Lady Witches is really a force to be reckoned with, a self-taught dancer, from what I know, and she is laying these palace shows. I mean, palace is the is, is the main venue down there, a really sweet place. Palace, um, yeah. And the community is slowly 
coming back. So if you got to stop by somewhere, is there. And there's also our house in Midtown. Those are the two places mm. you've got to check out when you're there. You just got to hit me up first so we can go together. <laughs> right. Now, are those those two places, like if people came to Miami and wanted to see a Serena Cha-Cha performance, they would find you at the Palace or the other place? No, for that, they have to visit beautyistalented.com and hit the Purchase tab. But... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, we, so far, I love to go see those shows and hang out to watch them. Um, yeah, because you know I gotta let the new kids bop around, and you know Martha Stewart can't be the t- pulling them stunts now. But uh, but yeah, definitely. Well, let's talk about that for a second. The whole Martha Stewart thing. You have a wig line. I think mm-hmm. you mentioned on the show. How did that come <laughs> yeah. about? Um, well, I started. I've always been crafty, and I since I grew up, and you know, being in art school and being pretty savvy with like whatever materials I get. And not showing that on the show the first time, I think really created uh, some sort of compulsive behavior where I like wanted to make things and make hair until uh, mm-hmm. a fellow um, partner in drag beauty, I call this whole thing drag beauty. I have a whole thing written about this. Um, they're like, you should start selling your wigs, girl. I was like, oh, all right. I'll, uh, yeah, sure. They even tried to buy my business. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know, if you see the potential, I should do it. So from there it went and it took off and all the wigs I was making for myself, people started to put an eye on it. And then from there it went on and on. And I, and the beauty about Serena Chacha wigs is that as many um, hands as I've been able to have in the past, which lately has been an opportunity because I'm so busy with Serena, mm-hmm. not one wig that leaves the studio um, is not touched by me. So I have to have the last hands on every wig that leaves the studio because that's wow. why it's Serena Chacha wigs. So it's wigs from a queen to a queen. And we have amazing people following us. And even through the pandemic, we started our live series that was done weekly. We went from calling it Queen and Teen to Drag Shop Live. And we would literally auction wigs, custom crafted wigs live. Um, and I think that that was the, the president to really making a, a statement that this is this is a growing business. And we... I have had more of my wigs tour than myself. So I can say that I've toured everywhere pretty much <laughs> thanks to the, 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 the support of my queens and, and everything for them. And I'm super thankful that now I'm able to perhaps walk in the shoes that a lot of these queens want. Like everybody wants to be on Drag Race, but guess what? I'm making this for you and I've been through that. I know what it's like. Mm, that makes perfect sense that somebody who had been on Drag Race would know what a good wig is. Now, those of us who are the uninitiated, who are not wig experts, would like to know from Serena Chacha, what makes a good wig? Well, I think what makes a good wig is the queen that wears it. It doesn't have to be human. It doesn't have to be three synthetic three synthetic wigs stacked on top of each other. I think it's the beauty of the wig portrayed through the aesthetic of the queen. So if you're a queen that gives glam looks, yes, we're going to build you an Eiffel Tower for a wig because you're going to walk around in it in the most graceful way. If you're a performance queen, we're going to snatch you up into some human hair with a synthetic blend because we don't want anybody overpaying. And we're going to make a wig that you can helicopter, bop around, do the palace trick stunts, come right back, and the wig is going to be intact. And I think that's what makes a flawless wig is understanding as a wig maker or, or wig stress what the queen really... Um, does as as a performer and to and to hit that it's it's pretty much what makes a great relationship between the queen and me the wigstress i first of all i love the term wigstress 
I think that that is yeah, just the, the, the mistress of the wigs, aka yeah. the mistress. And I love your answer that it's it's the queen who's wearing it who makes the wi- uh, the the wig. So I'm we're so excited. I can't wait to hear Thank you. about the game within the game. First oh, of all, um, it's gonna be good. We, we're reaching. Uh, yeah, well, here, I know you're not allowed to talk about anything yet. Um, uh, <laughs> I am allowed. I am, a, however, uh, Drag Race official Drag Race podcast listeners. It has been announced that I will be making an appearance. On All Star Six this season, so I are you I so gonna, excited? I'm very excited. Well, I've 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 guested on the show a number of times, and I'm I'm great friends with everybody at World of Wonder, so it's always fun to come back because it it always feels like old home week. Uh, Serena Cha 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 mm-hmm. Wigstress, Drag Queen Extraordinaire. Where can people find you on your social media? So social media is actually my birth name that I I did that switch. Mm. You know, sometimes we transition back. Into who? <laughs> so Myron Morgan is my my birth name. That's where people can find me. Um, and Serena Chacha wigs are available at beautyistalented.com. Now the most recent up to date styles because I run and operate the entire website myself as well as the design portion of it. Most of the deals and the most recent wigs are always going to be on my Instagram at Myron Morgan because that's where like. Right now, this week, we're in New York. I'm slaying hats the last two days before I leave so people can actually um, receive their stuff or pick up in person if they're in New York City. So um, they want to check that out there for the latest deals and the, just the most recent work. Fabulous. You're a Latino from Miami. How'd you end up with a huerito name like Myron Morgan? <laughs> oh, you know what's funny? I've always been told that. And my birth name, because it's never been changed, my middle name is actually Arturo. So my name is Myron Arturo Morgan. Uh, it comes from my dad's side of the family. They were from a Spanish-speaking island in Nicaragua called Corn Island. And everyone from there has like an English-sounding name or, you know, Fabulous. like an American-sounding name. And then from there, they migrated to Panama. And that's where dad met mom. And then there was Serena Chacha. And that was my birthday, Myron Myron Morgan, isn't it crazy? Amazing, amazing. Uh, speaking of Latinos and and Spanish ch- culture, um, Drag Race España. Um, if you haven't watched Drag Race España, head over to Wow Presents Plus right now. It's so amazing. I, I love Drag Race España. Have you have you been watching? Yes, I love. I just love that somewhere out there in a culture that is really well known for drag because we have the they have their own festival that they do when they celebrate mm. drag queens i forgot the name is it uh, festival de i think it's in las islas canarias i'm not sure where this festival mm. happens once a year where they have the most outrageous looks i mean serving yeah. looks i'm talking about stilts ponytails that reach the ceiling down to the floor and below the basement if they could reach um, so to, to give them that spotlight, I think is very well deserved. And I'm really, really happy to, to at some point work together. And yes, Drag Race, you can send me to Spain because I speak both languages really well. Punchline, yes, that's, that's right. Serena's a hair ambassador over there. That's <laughs> right. And I love hearing the musicality of Spaniard Spanish. It's so, oh, it's so good. fast. Um, I was obsessed with La Veneno when it was on HBO early. And I love it. I haven't, the, the still directors. haven't seen that show. And I'm guilty oh, because I have so to start good. watching it. They, they've had uh, an actress from La Veneno, Paca the Piranha, on uh, this fabulous trans actress on um, 
on the show when they did a tribute to La Veneno. It's so wonderful. Um, again, head over to Wow Presents Plus if you want to see Drag Race España. España. We have a special offer over at World of Wonder. Check out our World of Wonder store for all things RuPaul's Drag Race and get your merch. You can save 10% off with the code Drag Race Podcast. Also, don't forget, even though Priyanka's not here this uh, today, you can watch her on What's My Game? What's My Game? The season finale is this week and you can also find that at wow presents the official rupaul's drag race podcast is every wednesday on the wow podcast network uh listen wherever you listen to uh podcasts you can find me socially at alec mappa on uh, instagram twitter and facebook you can listen to my mental health podcast every week wherever you listen to podcasts it's called alec mappa hot mess with matthew dempsey psychotherapist where we have in-depth discussions with a lot of the um, drag queens from Drag Race about mental health. We've had on Alaska. We've had on Trixie. We've had Ben De La Creme. Uh, recently, we had uh, Cynthia Lee Fontaine. So head over to my Alec Mappa Hot Mess podcast. You could also find every movie I've ever made on Amazon right now. I have a new mm-hmm. movie that just came out with Ellen Burstyn called Queen Bees. If you watch it, let me know. We love hearing from you. Um, this is the place you go. The official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast every week. Tune in next week and we'll have more RuPaul's Drag Race fun. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. This has been a World of Wonder production. 